the project. Kuwait. Learn. Today's episode was a doozy. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the corniest word I've used in a long time. A doozy. I know, especially after talking about strongman bikers, <laughs> and not motorcycle bikes, but bicycle riders. Yeah. And getting into some of your questions and some of the DMs that you guys sent us on uh, Instagram. You know, we love it when you guys interact. Yeah, and that, that was real fun. To be fun. It's- just getting a little bit of feedback from you guys and answering some of the questions was a really good part of this one. I think there was a few on some of the steroid debate that we had before. So make sure that anything at all that you guys think of, then then shoot straight through to us because we're going to aim to answer as much as we can. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I love seeing the comments on the steroid ones. You know, some of you guys threw out, some of you guys were for it, some of you guys were against it. It was great to see. And, you know, definitely make sure you guys head over to Instagram. Send us, you know, your comments. And if you want us to talk about a certain topic, and don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes and enjoy this episode. It is a lot of fun and it was a blast recording this one. Yeah, this one is us going off a little bit just about anything and everything. So it's a little bit of a long one, which but like there's a whole load of content in here, which I hope will uh, fuel a little bit of discussion for you guys. Yeah, definitely food for thought. Definitely food for thought. Enjoy. Enjoy. All this and more in today's episode. So welcome to the project. What's up, buddy? What's up? Me and Marty, by ourselves again, got trusted to do a podcast by ourselves. Yeah, it's never a good idea. That's <laughs> never a good idea, so dude. you know it's going to be fun. So how's traffic? Uh, it's traffic, man. <laughs> it's Kuwait. It's Kuwait, isn't it? Like, I mean, I nearly got run over a couple of times on the way over here, as usual. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost killed a lady last night. I said, <laughs> it's so bad. I'm driving, right? And I'm coming up on a turn. She's wearing all black. Not looking. What, no, like in she, the middle of the road? She's just walking in the middle. She oh was just God. cutting across wearing all black. And I like literally had to jam on brakes. I'm like, shit. I was like, that wasn't cool. <laughs> and she's wearing some like reflective gear or something like that. <laughs> I know, right? It brings me back to the diabetes episode when we were talking about not walking in the streets in Kuwait. Yeah. <laughs> like definitely yeah. you don't want to do it. No, that's yeah. dangerous. Like the way people drive around here as well, like it's like they, they drive fast around small streets. I think there should be some like reflective, you know, like the Nike reflective gear that you get. Dude, the bikers, man, the bikers around around the Marusia oh, area. Yeah. You ever yeah. run into them, dude? They're worse than the drivers. Yeah, seriously. If you're a biker and you're riding a bicycle and you're listening to this episode, for the love of God, if you see me on the road, don't tell me to move in front of you. Don't like give me weird signals and stuff. Like, dude, <laughs> you're on a bike. I will crush you. I'm in a jeep. <laughs> Don't try and cut me off. <laughs> like, seriously, right? Yeah. You ever run into that over there? Yeah, and like, I've, I've gone past people, like, literally, as the sun is going down. So, like, this is like peak accident time. As the sun yeah. is going down, most people haven't even got lights on yet. And there's this guy riding along with no lights on by himself, like, on his phone, like, weaving across, like, oh, one lane. Man. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, not even looking after himself. Oh, you know? man. Like, it's a good job I wasn't on my phone or, like, like looking down know, or anything right? like that. Do you know what I mean? So, that is worrying. But that's, that's Kuwait. I know, right? That, but that's people in general, especially bikers. They Like, guys on a bicycle, they're like, they own the road. Just because they're on a bicycle, they've got that little chip on their shoulder. It's like, dude, no, you don't. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're dead. <laughs> if I hit you with my car, you're probably dead. Super. Just be careful. Yeah. Just be careful. I, it, is, it is like, uh, I mean, obviously here, like it's not as obvious that you're expecting a bike. Like in the UK, most time, most of the time you're looking for bikes, you're looking for motorbikes and stuff like that. Here it's not as obvious. So like you definitely need to just be a little bit more careful and probably 
I think it's just being mindful that there's actually like huge jeeps and stuff around. Yeah. Like, and people not looking where they're going. Exactly. Be, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like that's, mindful, that's, yeah. The, that's the worrying thing is like in the UK, like people are expecting you to be there and they're looking where they're going. Here, they're not doing either. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that's so I mean, true, like if it was me on the bike, I, mean, I just, I, I think I'd be like staying out of the way, not because I didn't think I owned the road, but just because I'd be like, someone else could easily kill me and not even know that I was even there. I wouldn't be riding the bike in the first place on the streets yeah. of Kuwait, man. Over yeah. by Rouge, like they're everywhere. Yeah. It's 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 all the time when I'm out there. They're always there. But man, all power to them, though. They're getting out and they're doing exercise. Good for them. So good for them. Yeah, it's just be careful, guys. Like seriously, man. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. People yeah. don't pay attention up in this country. Oh, man. Yeah, but again, it's, it's Kuwait. That's just that's the way it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, had, I had one of my dad's friends when I was a kid. He used to say, "Look, if you're gonna run at night, wear something bright." And yeah. that, that phrase is always stuck in my head. So if I've ever gone out in Kuwait, especially, I am definitely trying to wear something that's really bright, flashy. Yeah. And all right, it's a peach friggin' pullover. But dude, you can see me. <laughs> and that's just an avenues as well. <laughs> Wearing a nice peach pullover in avenues. <laughs> I know, right, dude? You know what's funny, though, about the avenues? What I really appreciate is you see a lot of people exercising more out there. Yeah, you do. And first thing in the morning, if you go down there, like before the shops open, like, because I think it opens maybe an hour before. I want to say an hour, maybe maybe even two. Like, but I know that there's like a load of people who they go and they do their walks around and then they go for breakfast somewhere there. Which is awesome. Which but, is pretty cool. Like, it's, it's a lot of the older generation. Yeah, well. yeah. Just knowing that they just have to get out walking somewhere and they want to move. And like, I think that's that's pretty cool. But you're going to negate it when you have like the bagel and the cream cheese and all that other stuff. When you Yeah, but like, again, older generation, if like that's what they want to do, they care, they're, they're just they living. They're just living. But if they, they understand that they want to do a little bit of exercise, they enjoy the exercise and they go and enjoy themselves at breakfast. Like, that's just cool. Like, and again, like they, they don't have any performance goals, what some of them might do. But generally, they're just trying to live a happy, healthy life and they probably make decent half decent choices at breakfast if they're going for a walk yeah, at, uh, yeah. getting up early on a weekend morning to go and that go for a walk sense, they're yeah. probably making pretty decent choices well, dude but. i've seen some beasts out there like i've seen some people that are like drenched in sweat and they're like going for the full fast power walk which is awesome yeah i told one of my buddies he was telling me he's like yeah i just started walking and i'm like oh that's great and he was like what else can i do when i'm walking and i said well look you know every 100 or 150 meters, you know, stop and do like five air squats, yeah. you know, or 10 air squats. I was like, it's nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Just do or do like five lunges or six lunges. Keep it even. You know, you get to stretch out the hip flexors a little bit. You know, a little extra movement never really hurts. So. Yeah, for sure. If you're, if you're moving and you just get into to walking, then any body weight movement is always going to be really good for you. Just changing up movement pattern in any way, shape, or form. No, that's true. I mean, speaking of, speaking of, uh, weight programs or weight, right? I want to talk about the deadlift a little bit. We talked about that when in our episode of how to have a great body and we've, we've hit on it a bunch of times. And I was reading some recent studies that suggested, you know, deadlifting increases your overall testosterone output in your hormone, your hormone profiling, which makes yeah. sense. You yeah. know I mean? I mean, coming from, you know, I think coming from our backgrounds and varied backgrounds. And I was trying to explain this to one of my friends the other day, like, well, how do you know that your testosterone's high, your testosterone's low, or, you know, your hormones are balanced out. I was like, dude, if I go and deadlift, I feel great afterwards. Yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like, I feel like I was 22 again. You know, where you walk out, you want to get into a fight. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you know what Is I mean. Is that every 22-year-old or just you? I think that was just you. Maybe it was just you. I was hoping that it was every 22-year-old. Every, every Maybe some of them are walking around like they want to fight. 
that whether they actually want to fight or not is a different matter. Yeah. But I mean, for sure, with like deadlifting, heavy deadlifting, heavy squatting is always going to increase that kind of like that tos- testosterone kind of estrogen ratio. Mainly because like you're lifting heavy weights with big muscle groups and being able to do that like requires like some energy, some power, like that kind of like fight or flight kind of kicks in a little bit because you're actually putting your body under stress. Yeah. So when you put your body under stress, like these magical things happen inside your body and try and make you either, again, like you're either going to fight it. So during a a squat or deadlift, you're going to like work harder to try and overcome the problem. Or you're going to run away from it, and in a squat or deadlift, you can't really run away. So, yeah, like, that's kind true. Of, no, that's very your true. options are pretty much fighting or crumbling. And so, your body's going to do everything it can do to to try not to crumble. So then, that increases, gets a little bit of adrenaline going. You're going to get a lot of hormones, which is going to make you feel happy for overcoming the problem and overcoming and finding a solution, and then completing um, completing the lift. And so, yeah, like afterwards, you should feel fantastic, and you lose more weight, apparently. From the study that I was reading, you also lose, and I'll put the study in the show notes. Um, it talks about, you know, your growth recovery and you overall, you're going to build more muscle because, you know, you're doing a, an exercise that incorporates every single muscle in your body. Yeah. So, I mean, like, realistically, every exercise uses every muscle. Like, if we think of it that way, because you can't. You could, but you can't isolate. So, there so, is the isolation. So, so enough. I, Ooh, I, I would disagree on this. I would disagree on this. Like, purely because, and I'm just thinking in real basic fashion, if you're saying you're doing like an isolation exercise of bicep curls, yeah? Yeah. Okay. You're standing up. What you sit, you, or you're sitting down. You're sitting down. Let's okay. say you're sitting down. So you don't use your legs at all to push against the ground, like when it gets a little bit heavy. I don't know, man. I, it depends I, on I, the person. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that like everyone tries to get a little bit extra leverage by like pushing against the ground keeping their core tight, like maybe their chest has to be an yeah. antagonist to make sure that their back can still but, use but it. But then are they trained everything, to failure? Everything has, but everything has to stabilize mm-hmm. your body from falling apart. Like your muscles literally hold your skeletal system together. In essence, yes, it's like predominantly a bicep exercise, but realistically, we're still using a lot of different muscles. And But what, we do, what we're looking at is like the peak muscle contraction in the specific and muscle. Liam's geeking out here, getting yeah. all science So all, all, all we're looking at is just like how many like motor units, so like little small kind of parts of the muscle that we're trying to actually recruit and like get to do the movement for us. And the reason like we kind of, or the reason that like, like a lot of PTs, including myself, we use like big compound movements is because we get a lot of motor unit um, That's like, true. recruitment. Yeah, you get a lot, yeah, and you so, get a lot like, more Effectively, like because we're getting more motor unit recruitment, we're effectively using like more muscle to complete a movement and so like we use more calories and so effectively like we could say that ultimately it helps us then lose weight lose more weight lose more fat because we're burning more calories yes that's yeah? true yeah 100 yeah, yeah, on that like i mean you can't really like it doesn't we can't really just say that it definitively helps us lose weight because you look at like our strongman boys and a few of them are pretty heavy oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're squatting and deadlifting all the time and like a few of them probably look fat like yes they're like super strong they have a lot of muscle but they have to have a lot of like fat around their joints to help them like stay stable and that help protect their joints. Um, so like a lot of them, like you wouldn't necessarily say they lose weight, but like we do know that we burn a lot of calories. Yeah. No, so that is very true. If you're eating a good balanced diet and you're doing squatting, deadlifting and kind of big compound movements, then we know that we're, we're going to help that kind of that fat loss a little bit more than just necessarily isolated movements or movements that only use a small amount of 
muscle recruitment. Yeah, no, that's true. And I'm glad you brought up Strongman because, like, Strongman was something I marveled at as a child. I don't know. Maybe it was a little. Man, we were going to talk about this. I didn't even segue into that. And I just did it. Like, you naturally. Did, I know, dude. That, oh, was, that, was, God. Was, that was perfect, dude. That was, that was freaking awesome because you, like, you drove right into that. Granted, I'm not going to make my point on the whole bicep curl thing, but we'll still we'll stick with the Strongman part because well, we that's, said we were going to talk about it. I know. And I, I know. segued into it. Oh, you segued yeah. into it perfectly, yeah, dude. Know, you weren't even thinking about it, man. That a boy, dude. That a boy. There we go. That was, that was perfect, though. But we talked about strongman training with Bedr Khamis. Yeah. And, and that conversation was awesome because we've seen it creeping up a little bit in Kuwait again over the last, I'd say, year or two. But in the 90s, when I was probably 12 years old, you were probably like five. Yeah, in the nineties, yeah. I was like yeah, at least less than ten. It was like it was yeah, it, it was like mid nineties. So me, me and my older brother, God rest his soul, we used to watch Strongman on TV all the time, and it was dude, it was it was like you see these guys and you're like, I want to be that. I want you know like yeah, it was like in, even in the UK, we only had like five channels, and like on one channel in the evening, it always had World's Strongest Man. Yeah. Like so, like it was always on. But so yeah, actually, it was probably one of the first like major sports things that actually like came onto TV like that I remember personally as well like other than obviously like football cricket and stuff like that but yeah like it was strongman was bodybuilding never made it that far I don't think the the bodybuilding comps have ever made it that far like they'll get on TV but not like you know the strongman featured hour and you're seeing the guy like pull a friggin' bus or a plane yeah. or like and something strong insane. Was, yeah, it was always there. And like, but families would watch it as well. And like, it'd be yeah, like really yeah, cool yeah. to watch. Yep. Yeah, 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 no, no, that, and that, that, I think that's the best part. It is, it's kind of a family event. Like me and Haya, yeah. I got, I got Haya to do a strongman class with me a while back. And I was just like, come on, you got to try it. You got to try it. You got to try it. Just try it once. So I get her to try it. She brought her friend along because she didn't want to feel weird doing it by herself as yeah. the only female in the class. And after the class, she looks at me, she goes, I felt like such a badass. Yeah, she's it's, like, it's yeah, cool, man. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Like, you, like you can scale it for anyone, and actually, it's just moving like awkward objects from one place to another. Yeah, like which is sounds really simple, but it's actually really fun. And I think it's more, you know, it's more in the lines of what you're going to do on a day to day, day to day. You're probably going to do a lot of strongman stuff versus your typical hypertrophy training or your CrossFit or whatever. Straight up, like, you, like, I always challenge myself to carry as many shopping bags to the front door right, as dude, possible right? and get the key out of my pocket at the same time <laughs> and then try to, try to unlock the door and take all the shopping bags into the kitchen without letting go of any of them. And that, that's strong, man. Speaking of uh, shopping bags, one of my buddies yesterday, he showed me something. He DM'd me and it's a Romanian trick that they use where... Is it Romania, he says? What they do in Romania or something. And it's basically, they have this big-ass bag where they put all their shopping bags in. So yeah. now you're only carrying one bag oh up the stairs. God. I was like, dude, that's genius. And he's like, that's podcast worthy. I said, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are living out there in 2020. That's it. They're, they're, they're getting it done. I know, right, like, dude? That's, yeah, that's... But that's go, go, and we've got here in Kuwait, we've got like one bag for each item. <laughs> I know, dude. How much does that piss you off? <laughs> Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I literally, I've got like one bag for my butter, one bag for my milk. I know, dude. Like, <laughs> I keep telling the guy, I'm like, I get mad. I, I really do get mad. And I come off as an ass as an ass when I'm at the store or at the gym. Yeah, because like, I'm like, just move. I'll do it myself. Because I know I'm going to put five or six items into one yeah, bag. Like maybe all the cold stuff into one bag. And like maybe yeah. the fruit into one bag. All the cleaning stuff into one bag. You know, I don't need one bag oh, okay. for bread. Yeah. Like, dude, I'll just put the bread on top. Yeah. You know, and, and God bless them. They try and help so much. But at the end of the day, 
Because I don't think they care. Like, it's like, all right, I'm just going to use all the bags. Yeah. And people here are used to that. People here. Yeah, I think so, yeah. They, they, they don't carry the bag, so they don't care. And in the UK, we've got a 5P carrier bag charge. And you'll have people, like, walking out with, like, 10 groceries all in their, in, in their arms because they don't want to spend five pence. Oh, like, my God, that's like, awesome. Yeah, oh, so, that's like, awesome. that's, that's what we have in the UK. Like, well, I get the reusable bags, yeah. the heavy plastic ones. Those are awesome. Yeah. You can literally, if you have like seven or eight bags, you can fit all of that into two of them yeah. or even one of them. If you're, you know, if you, if you're, if you're a Nazi like me and pack them like yeah. in a very specific order, I always like put Tetris. Like, yeah, dude, that's exactly. <laughs> hey, it's like, Maddie, just hurry up. I'm like, no, dude, I want to get it all into one game bag. <laughs> but going back to the strong man point, yeah. yeah, we're going off on a lot of tangents <laughs> today. But going up back to the strong man, I mean, when you do things like a farmer's carry, you know, that translates into carrying your grocery bags when you do things like a sandbag you know walk you're you literally have to bend over or well bend down ideally you would want to break at the knees and bend down and pick up the sandbag you got to roll it up on your forearms and then you got to get it back into your your uh, clavicle area right and walk with it it's almost like walking with your child but with, you know, 150 with big pounds. big-ass heavy yeah, child. I know, right? <laughs> well, if you want to do it the easy way, you can do, like, the 20-kilo bags. But, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're coming to work out with me and Liam and you want to see a guy toss a 150-pound bag three extra feet the other way just so I have to go get it, I'm never going <laughs> to let you live it down. But, you know, we did a strongman training, me and Liam, a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, you, you, you schooled me in that. Uh, that's, that's just, like, that's... I enjoy doing that kind of stuff, and I've done it for a long time. I think, like... If ever since I was kind of 16, 17, I, oh, well, even before that, probably because from playing rugby, like, so playing rugby, we don't tend to have like a lot of, especially in the UK at the lower club level, you don't have like gym equipment, like anything like that. So the kids have got to make sure that they're actually getting their strength training in. So we had tires, we had just like heavy stuff to carry in, in yeah. both hands, like heavy logs, whatever. And we were lifting each other and running with each other and stuff like that, like over our backs and stuff to make sure we were getting like good fitness in, in the preseason because we're out there in the middle of a rugby pitch. Like you can't just bring dumbbells and barbells and stuff like that. Yeah, out. it's not going to work like so, that. Um, so yeah, like actually that's like, probably something that like a lot of guys who are playing rugby, probably guys who are playing American football and stuff like that, like are very used to doing from an early age. And so it, yeah, I've done it for a long time. It's explosive too. I mean, when you're yeah. flipping a tire, you've got to get it up fast, get your knee under the tire, and then flip. Yeah. So theoretically, you're using your 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 entire posterior chain. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, like you're literally probably using every single muscle in your body to get a heavy tire flip through. And or you're having to recruit like a lot of muscle fibers. Oh, we're going back to this like, one so, again. Yeah. Like so, rather than like <laughs> using every muscle fiber, every muscle, like we're actually we're getting a lot of recruitment yeah. because we're having to, as you said, like literally use everything from the neck all the way down in like a coordination to make sure you can get the tire up. Like a lot of people aren't necessarily like too weak to flip a tire. It's sometimes just a technique and getting the coordination of muscle to actually like achieve the goal. Yeah. As you said, like getting the knee under, like a lot of people don't realize they have to, like they can get their knee under and push it up, like almost kind of like Muay Thai knee, knee it up at the same time as they're pulling with their hands. And yeah. So yeah, like a lot of people don't kind of realize that, but um, like, yeah, just a little bit of technique work sometimes, but, with strongman, a lot of it is technique because you have to keep it close to your center of mass. Whatever odd objects you're trying to move, like you don't want it farther away from you. Yeah, like yeah. even just like a like a water bottle. If it's super close to you, you can carry it all day. Yeah, you couldn't carry it all day out like yeah. uh, arm's length. Like so, everything gets. Oh, like, what are they called? Where you're holding the dumbbells out? What's that called? 
Uh, it's like a crucifix, is yeah, it? Like, it's like yeah, it's like a crucifix, like, yeah, or there's, a there's, another, there's another word for it, whatever anyone wants to call it. It's basically, you stand up, and it's almost like a shoulder raise, yeah. and you just hold the dumbbells out. We did this with, you know, one day I was being an ass. I was like, yeah, I'll use the 30-pounders. Dude. What? <laughs> I know, that was a bad idea. Like, my shoulders, particularly, at that range, are awful. Like... I sometimes like test weights before I get into PTs and I'm like, yeah, this will really hurt them. And then it's like this girl is just like, yeah, no problem. Just like going through. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, that hurt my shoulders. <laughs> but strong, but, dude, strong, we got to do, a, we should do a strongman training. Really, Me and you, we should do like a full strongman training. Um, if you want your forearms to blow up, and I think people don't, you know, like a lot of guys want, want big forearms and big arms. Yeah. yeah that's one of those, the, the magazine cover type of pictures. You want big arms, dude? Go do some strongman. Yeah. Because if you're doing the uh, arm hand over hand. Yeah, rope, rope pulls. Oh, yeah. dude, that is. Rope pulls. Even like carrying a sandbag, like trying to get your fingers underneath it. Yeah. Like kettlebell carries, farmer's carry, anything like that is going to be really grip intensive. Or the um the sled a sled pull sled pull and the explosive jerk yeah, up yeah that's I don't even know what what you call that I mean I used to call it a butterfly because you you know you're pulling the sled and then you just butterfly open but that is a hell of an exercise it used to light up my like my entire upper back yeah. just light up when I would do that because uh, it forces you to stop at the end yeah any any kind of sled drags uh like I mean even just this morning I was working with a PT and just saying actually my go to for like if I'm feeling like a little bit rubbish when I come into the gym and I don't really kind of like maybe know what to do or what I fancy doing or I don't want to do the session like I was already planned because I don't think that I'm going to get the most out of it I always go back to pulling something heavy and moving something heavy like so it'd be like farmer's carry and sled pulls yeah like 30 minutes like super intense short rest time like you'll have a serious workout um, and actually, like it'll help your central nervous system as well. Like cause a lot of it is like low eccentric movements, so you don't get so sore from them. Yeah. Um, so actually, like yeah, it kind of it does help for a little bit of recovery session every time you don't feel so great. And if you want to go hardcore, you just go into the gym, find the uh, log press. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you want to yeah, talk man. about a shoulder workout, <laughs> dude? A log press. I've seen the best results. I did about six weeks of strongman training last year. You know, I, I did my own programming, everything. And I saw some of the best results that I've seen in years just because I changed up my training. You yeah. know, I went from the CrossFit, you know, I took, a, I still took some time off of the CrossFit, went into the strongman. And the results that I saw, especially from like my shoulders from log pressing was just because it's a different feel. Yeah. It's such a different feel. And when you're throwing weights on, you know, the, they have the log press bar, or whatever they call it. And then when you throw weights on that too, dude, that's heavy. That log press bar is heavy anyway. <laughs> and it sits, it sits awkwardly. Yeah. And you kind of, you got to clean it up. But when you clean it, it's a different kind of clean. Yeah. And then you just kind of got to rest it on your pecs a little bit. Yeah. It's such an awkward, you know. It's really good though, because you have to actively, actively push up against the, the log so that you don't, you don't stop your own breathing. Yeah. So like you can't just like sit there like you might do with a barbell and just like let it rest there. Like you have to actively push your shoulders up. Um, so that's great teaching for like a lot of work that we do with a smaller barbell. Yeah. So like getting people to use odd objects early on in their training is actually really, really beneficial for when they want to do Olympic weightlifting or they want to do, um, even just normal powerlifting, whatever it might yeah. be. Like it really, really helps. Like anytime using like a, th a thicker bar than you would be used to, like it's fantastic. So like fat grips or, oh yeah, uh, like I axle, did a lot of fat bars yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Like so, so good. Like if you want to deadlift a lot, Use an axle bar, yeah. like uh, heavy weights for like uh, fast reps, and then go down to a small What's bar. What's the uh, axle bar? The axle bar is the thick bar. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. So like that's like I just um, call it a thick bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just call it a thick bar. I don't know. <laughs> like I've 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 deadlifted with that before, and I've yeah. I do my bicep curls with a thick bar with yeah, some weight. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, like right below your forearm, in between your wrist and your forearm, mm. that just lights up. And yeah. it's like, it's a good, it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. And I feel like those muscles that don't work as often, yeah. we're just lighting up during that time. Yeah. So like, I mean, like as I said, like you're actually recruiting more muscle fiber in the wrist. And so, because you're changing, like if you're used to using a smaller barbell, then your muscle, your muscles get used to being at that range. Yeah. And then you actually change the grip then trying to hold something heavy. And yeah, completely changes the lift. Like your shoulders might have to change position because your wrists can't hold onto it as much, like all sorts of things. And actually, like for our CrossFitters, we're seeing a lot more these strongman style yeah, yeah. stuff coming into yep. competitions, yep. like high level competitions, and even lower level competitions, if mm-hmm. they've got the, the amount of crit that they need, like starting to see it like in like Cyprus and things like that. I saw like axle bar clean and jerks, like all sorts of oh, stuff, wow. like, which you, wow. like, you have to be like pretty proficient at using an axle bar to, to make light work, light work of that. So, well, you've yeah. seen the yoke. I mean, I still, I stand by this. I think the yoke, a yoke walk is one of the best stabilizers that I, I love a yoke. It's man. such a stable, like it stabilizes your entire core. My obliques after doing like a lot of yoke walking for like, like if I do a five week program and there's a yoke walk twice a week, dude, my obliques are ripped. Yeah. Like I've like, my obliques are seriously ripped after doing that. And People see strongman, especially here in Kuwait, and they're like, no, 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 I'm going to get hurt if I do that. That's too much weight. But in reality, it's probably some of the easier movements to do when you walk into a gym versus going into a CrossFit class or going into a boot camp class or any of these because these are all movements you're doing on a daily basis, so to speak. Almost. Strongman stuff is just like, it's just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable stuff. Yeah, dude. And so like the yoke is uncomfortable to put on the back of your neck if you kind of don't have the muscle on your back of your neck to be mm-hmm. able to support it. Like, But you have to build that up. Like carrying heavy stuff in your hands and walking from one side to the other is is uncomfortable because it feels like your shoulders are going to rip off, but they're not going to rip off. Like carrying a sandbag on your chest stops you from breathing properly, but actually that helps you become stronger at breathing. Like it helps yeah. your, your rib cage expand and contract with greater force. So it's uncomfortable, but like it gives you so many good benefits. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is very true. And to be honest, like talking about it, like I'm like, why am I not doing? I know, dude, back? right? <laughs> like, like, I do, it, I do it like maybe once every two or three weeks maximum. Yeah, yeah. like probably more like every month. But like, yeah, like I. Well, I had I had Rob. I talked to Rob. Rob's my coach, so I talked to him, and I was like, dude, I want more strong man in my programming. Like, it's fun. I love doing it. Can you incorporate it into? He's like, all right, yeah. He's like, we could do that. That's 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 easily doable. So he put it in at the end of my week. You, you know, yeah. that was the wad that we did together. And it, I saw like I always feel like I get more results out of something I enjoy doing more. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, like and. For for those of you out there, you're not going to get huge and big and buff like strongmen. You won't get, you know. Yeah, because you're not eating. The you're same not way. eating 8,000 yeah. calories or 20,000 calories a day. And if you want to if you want to see this, like you should go watch the uh, documentary that had the British guy who had the uh, deadlift um, record. What was his name? Oh, what man. What is his name? Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall. Yeah. And it showed how much he has to consume. Yeah. And he came out and said, this is not sustainable for the rest of my life. I'm going to die soon if I don't stop right, this. Have you seen him now? I heard. I, he is shredded. Really? Like, so basically after he did the whole deadlifting and like broke half his hand off, 
Um, yeah. like, he was like, okay, like I'm, I'm not attempting that again. Like no one has kind of got too close to him. So I think he said that he's like not going to attempt it. Yeah. Dude, his like, wife so, was crying when yeah. he did that. Did you see his wife? Yeah, like they, they so, panned in on the wife and she was just bawling yeah. as like the blood's pouring out. He's like, nose. he's literally like killing himself. Like, yeah. Doing yeah. That. So to train for that is, is extremely dangerous, but obviously like it's an amazing feat of strength. And like the value of it to him as a, as a person was obviously, obviously there to, to push himself that far. But yeah, and like now he knows that he has to like reduce the calories in his, in his diet, like make sure that actually he comes down to a more manageable body fat yeah. percentage. Otherwise his heart and his organs are all just going to be under a lot of stress. Yep. Same as being like super obese. Yes. Like yep. it's like all the, the amount that your heart and organs are under stress, like is, is not manageable for a long period of time, which is why we get like diseases and why our body starts to break down. Um, it's actually the same for like super heavyweight weightlifters and things like that. Like they're like 170 kilo body weight. Like they're throwing around big weights. Yes, but they can't continue to do that after they stop lifting weight. They can't continue to eat the same way that they're doing. They're professional they, athletes. There's weight. a sacrifice. Yeah, they're sacrificing sure. their bodies. It's, yeah. it's, it's like any pro athlete. Exactly. And, but bringing it to common man, like we can do this stuff and we'll see, we'll see a different effect. I yeah. think you're going to have more weight loss. When you do it, if you're a heavier set person, you go do strongman just by putting on lifting more heavier objects, putting on more muscle. We know that, you know, you burn more fat when you put on muscle because your body needs the energy. Well, like if you think of it like uh, you don't want to not do strongman because you don't want to get like big and fat like Eddie Hall it would be like saying that you don't want to start running because you don't want to be Usain Bolt. Yeah. Like it's pretty much the same thing. Like you're just by doing that kind of thing and incorporating that into your training is not going to make you into that person who has sacrificed years and years and years of their life to get to the top of their game. Like yeah. you're not going to look like them. You're not going to perform like them. Um, but you are going to be able to reap a lot of the benefits of the style of training that they do. Yeah. Which is, I think that's, and the goal is when just to get moving, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and to do it, to do it in a fun way and to do different stuff, to enjoy it. To make you healthier and, and more comfortable at life. Dude, next week, the week after this airs, when we post this, we will drop on the Project Training System Instagram page. Let's drop a strongman workout. Yeah, we'll drop a little strongman. Yeah, and then, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll so do it. We'll, I'm we'll going to challenge Marty to a little strongman workout. We're I gonna pick the workout. It. I pick the workout. All right, you can pick the workout. I'll pick the <laughs> I love it. He's like, he's like all confident. No, no, no problem. I'll, I'll pick it. But then I'm going to video it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pick it, I'm gonna video it. Alright, so that's the deal, everybody. Yeah, we'll We're gonna drop this episode and then we will post the workout and me and Liam will do the workout. We'll have he- we'll have we'll have Haya or someone else. Yeah man. Someone's gonna video it. We'll have someone video it yeah. and take the pictures and then you guys get to see me kick Liam's ass. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Alright. So move moving on. <laughs> so I don't dig myself into a deeper hole. <laughs> I want to talk about the celery juice, man. Celery juice. Ah, oh, man. Here we go. We're going from like strong man and like juice, solid yeah. stuff to celery juice. All right. Forget about the celery juice. I could go back. We need, strong, we, right? I think we need to address the, address the celery juice for sure. There's as, as many nutrients in that as iceberg lettuce. There's <laughs> as many nutrients in that as nothing. <laughs> like, dude, you're, you're losing the best part of celery if you're not eating the, the actual, the stoke. Do they call it a stoke? Stock. Stock. Yeah. Stock. Yeah. 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 Well, I am half Kuwaiti, so I could get away with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
You, you, you don't get any of the right. fiber. Uh, like, what's the deal with that? It's the new magic thing. It's like when my mother was drinking cabbage soup, man. Make it super basic. I don't know a whole lot about celery. I don't think anyone else does really either. And if you do, then I'm not sure I really want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but seriously, like I think if at any point you're cutting out like large groups of food, then it's not going to be a very sustainable diet for a healthy living and life. Cleveland Clinic dubs this just another crazy health trend. All right. And overall a fad. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there is no. Um, yeah. Like, I mean. Like obviously, if you if you drink just celery juice, you're obviously going to lose weight. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I don't know what. I, I think don't know the theory is like you detox your body. Drink it first thing in the morning, right after you wake up, and like it's supposed to have all these health benefits. So, you see the post. So eff- so effectively, if if you're drinking it first thing in the morning and then you're eating something later at night, like you're basically just fasting, pretty much. So you're going to eat less calories in a day, so you're going to lose weight. Yeah, like. <laughs> But I, like, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that. I think it's just you wake up, you drink it, then you have your breakfast, you go about your normal day, and it's supposed to like it's kind of like when that whole fad went around about um, apple cider vinegar. Yeah, you know, like apple cider vinegar, we do know burns fat or it helps in terms of like lowering insulin. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit that goes yeah. on. But with celery juice, it, it's just juice, dude. Like, yeah, I'm think. Yeah, I'm, I'm just nervous about anything that kind of says that like you should just be like drinking one yeah. thing or anything. Like, I love a green juice. Like, I think just to make sure I know that I'm supposed to be eating green vegetables and, like, different colored vegetables. And so I'll chuck them all into a blender and I'll have them all, like, yeah. like especially if I'm, like, feeling like I've got a cold coming on or anything. I'll, like, chuck a load of ginger, some turmeric in there and stuff like that as well. Like, I feel fantastic from it. Dude, you guys make um, some mean green yeah, juice, dude. But, like, if it tastes great, like, I feel better for it. I know that I'm getting my, my vegetables in and everything like that, especially, like, if I'm kind of... Maybe on the run during the day, like I'm eating like pico or wherever, where actually I'm not eating, I'm not getting as much vegetables as I might need for like my size body. Yeah. I know that I need to get them in. So best way to get them in, into a blender, drink through a straw. Like, great. That's like kind of like half a meal. That's a great snack. And even when you blend it, I mean, you're still getting that fiber. You're still getting everything that comes with it. Actually, you're you're even like kind of partially digesting it a little bit. So like, I mean, depending on like the rest of your diet, like arguably it's making it more absorbable. Yeah, yeah. But, like, either way, like, I find it's a great snack. Like, it gives me a little, like, um, stops me feeling like I need something sweet to eat. I can have that. I can put in, like, whatever I want. I have, like, a greens powder from, from Nutrishop. I chuck that in. Like, yeah. And actually then that makes it a little bit sweeter as well. Yeah. Nice um, plug for Nutrishop. And it's good. <laughs> Nutrishop. That's just personally what I use. Like, I like it just because it makes me remember to take my greens. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, no, I know what you mean. And then, uh, yeah, so, like, I know that I need it. But like celery is never kind of like top of my priority list. Yeah. And actually, like, again, I couldn't know enough about it to say whether a celery is the right thing or not. But generally, like we know we're supposed to eat vegetables. We know we're supposed to eat a certain amount of carbohydrates, yeah. a certain amount of proteins, a certain amount of fats. Otherwise, like kind of we know that we're not supposed to eat as many processed foods. So like. I don't understand what the difference is. We're just trying to keep a healthy, balanced diet. Dude, it's the magic. It's the magic things. pill, man. It's the magic pill statement that everyone and, tries to sell. Some some actor was like, "I drink celery juice in the morning, and it makes me feel great." And then all of a sudden, it turned into like, "If you drink celery juice, you're not going to age. You're not going to this. Your bowels will be clean." All that, like, you know dude, what, that's right? just what it turned into. I I was thinking with anything to do with the fitness industry, like if it's Take so it great, if, if it's so great, <laughs> if it's so amazing. Then why isn't everyone like walking around in like these sick bodies, like know, looking dude, exactly how they want to look? Like if if this one thing is so good and it's easy, 
why is it not working for it's it? Just like, like the fat zapper. 90%. Like, you ever see the 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 fucking belt thing you put on? It like shakes your fucking fat. Yeah, and it like, shakes your fat, and it's like electrocuting your. It's like, dude, that stuff is that's been around since the eighties, and that and just doesn't. It, it ultimately working out is hard. Eating well is hard. hard. Like, and so that's why <laughs> these things are the staple of what everyone is always talking about no, because, no. like, those are the hard things and those are what work. Yeah. Like, controlling your food, controlling your exercise. Mm. Like, just adding a celery juice in sounds really su- super easy, fantastic. But, like, is the likelihood of it really, really helping out and giving you the body of your dreams is probably low. Definitely that's, is low. And, and that's just my opinion on any fat no, you, like, you, so. look dude you're right it's like when someone came up to you like oh my god i found the the number one health remedy to everything I'm like okay what is it black seed powder I'm like okay well what do you do with it they're like you just take a spoonful of it in the morning i was like well, what's it supposed to do oh it does this this abc you know cures this cures cancer I'm like well then why isn't everybody doing it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like, i mean like the, there's definitely a lot to be said for like herbal medicines there and, is like, no there is I, actually, I, i'm not, like, I'm not taking, told, taking like things, cinnamon dude is good yeah ginger is definitely good these are proven taking things. things at certain times to like help cure certain symptoms garlic for sure garlic yeah. dude have you ever if whenever i have a cold i will literally chew on two glo- cloves of garlic some ginger raw chew on it right yeah, but it, dude, it opens up. It opens up my nasal pathways right yeah. away. My stomach feels better, and I just overall I feel good. Yeah, you know because garlic is a um, it's a natural antibiotic. Yeah. So you know it it just there's stuff that yeah. has been used for thousands of years that's proven. Yeah. And we still use it. That's cool. But you don't like anything in life. You don't rely just Again, on that. But yeah, we're not gonna have like just a garlic juice. Or like yeah. just a ginger juice. You like, smell like crap. Like, it's just garlic. Like juice. yeah, you just want like you know that actually if you're starting to feel ill, you're gonna have like garlic ginger, maybe some turmeric chucked in there. It's gonna help you make you feel a little bit better. Yeah, but it's not gonna make you shredded and like make you super strong or anything like that. It's just gonna help your immune system a little bit, like because it's giving you extra of what your body is looking for. Yeah, that's it. Like I mean, and. Again, I don't know a lot about celery, but I know it doesn't have a whole lot of, like, maximum amount of nutrients in compared to other vegetables, um, like the amount of iron and zinc in spinach and green leafy vegetables oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I mean, if you like celery, cool. Chuck it in with some spinach. Well, and let's other be stuff. fair, okay? Celery does have nutrients such as fiber, folate, potassium, vitamin C, vitamin K. I'm sure it does have. And it's some, very yeah. low on calories. So it's got some benefits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think the main thing people are looking at is it's low on calories. High in fiber, <laughs> low in calories, high in fiber, so it's going to make you feel full for longer. Yeah. Like at very low calorie expenditure. So it's going to help you lose weight because you're not going to have your appetite. Like it's, it's going to try and make you try to eat more. And so you're going to feel, you're going to lose weight because you're eating less calories. That's probably the main premise behind it. Yeah. Which like. Which is always the it, deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's not always the healthiest way to go about things either, especially if you're cutting like massive amount of calories out of your day that you're used to. Um, what's likely to happen is actually your metabolism is going to like drop right off. And then when you go and eat that McDonald's or whatever, because like you're not looking into fixing your diet properly, then your body's not going to be able to metabolize that McDonald's because you just chuck 2,000 calories yeah. at it in yeah, one day yeah, yeah. where you were only eating 600 before. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with the fad diets. And what I, what I hate with some nutritionists that will come on, you know, they'll, they'll come out and they'll say, oh, calorie restriction, calorie restriction, calorie restriction. And when they're not, what they're not, they're not talking about the elephant in the room is, okay, what's your psychological profile? What's your exercise like? You know, 
you can't just go straight. Calorie restriction is the easy way out. Like if you restrict yourself and you're only eating a thousand calories a day and you're meant to be eating 2,500, you're going to lose weight, right? Yeah. We can agree on it. You're totally going to lose weight, but it doesn't solve the long-term problem. Yeah. You're going to lose muscle as well. You're yeah. gonna, like you're going to lose bodily functions. Like you're not going to feel great. Um, you're going to probably be really moody with the loved ones. Like you're not going to work very well. Your head's, your brain's probably not going to work at maximum capacity. Um, so like, I don't know any of those things that actually feel that great. <laughs> like, like even like, obviously feeling overweight and there's the kind of psychological disorders like uh, attributed to that as well. But like, realistically, if you're going to be like super skinny, but like really hate yourself and not, no one really wants to be around you, then that's a dangerous place to be yeah, too. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a lot of things that people don't talk about. Yeah. Like. I mean, everyone talks about like, oh, like fat and happy and things like that. Like, okay, but like still there's preventative diseases like that could be um, prevented from looking after your diet a little bit. Like you can't be, if you're at the extremes of either end, like it's the same with anything. Like it's probably not that healthy. Like everything in this whole world, like I believe that everything in this whole world is a balance. And like people are on different balances and like, but everything's kind of around the middle for most people. Um, And so generally... Looking after your diet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking like and moving a little bit more is going to be super healthy for you. It's going to make you feel you're better. feel a lot better, yeah. Yeah, and, and so you're actually going to enjoy life, and you're going to enjoy your journey of losing weight. Like I have a client who, like uh, the other day, he just said to me, he was like, "Actually, I feel great right now." Yeah, and like he's not in the shape of his life right now. He has been in better shape, but he said, "I feel great because like I'm looking forward to the journey of losing this weight." Like, so I feel like my food is in, is, is going right. Like I feel good every day. Like granted, like I look in the mirror and I don't like look at myself and feel happy with my body, but I feel happy that I'm doing something about it. Yeah. And I'm like, that is absolutely perfect. That's, that is, that's, that's what, that, that, that's that's what you want. And honestly, like there was a point when I first started, you know, my, my, my switch from fat to fit, basically, I was very obsessed with how I looked in the mirror. You know, I was like, all right, you know, I, I, because um, you're you're chasing that dream, you yeah, know, you're you're yeah. you're chasing it. Every everyone has. You, you're you're full of shit if you're saying you you have it because we all have. But then you get to a certain point. I I got to that point where now, yeah, you know, I look in the mirror, I'll be like, all right, cool. You know, like my shoulders are, you know, my I look I look I look jacked. You know, I just I feel I'm happy with how I look now more than when I was a lot leaner. You know, I'm probably hovering around sixteen percent body fat right now, but I feel so much healthier mentally and physically whereas it's just you don't you don't get it all the time and it's it's the psychological part and we're in touch with someone we're gonna bring a therapist on here yeah actually i was gonna mention that i think actually like a big balance that especially i've found here is the importance of coaches yeah the importance of like having someone who like your coach is like also your therapist. <laughs> like it's it's like it's depending, way, depending, way, on, depending on the coach, dude. Yeah, I some mean, don't talk. So, much. Yeah, some talk so much. <laughs> some don't talk. But much. I think I think it's a massive responsibility of the coach to identify, as you said, like what's their psychological profile and how do you motivate that person yeah. the best that you can possibly do. And sometimes it's not smashing them in the gym. Like sometimes it's like talking to them. Okay, like. How does your family support you? How could you support your family more to help them like support you? Like, what are you doing like in your community to help you feel like um, like more valued? Like, because actually, a lot of the time, those are the main issues that stop people from eating properly, stop people from turning up to the gym, stop people from like loving themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's very and, like, true. 
that kind of it's a careful balance that a PT has to strike. And I think actually here in Kuwait, there's some of the most important people like value with value to the community at the moment. That's true. No, I, I'd, I'd have to agree with that 100%. I mean, you know, I was struggling with getting bar muscle ups for a while, right? Yeah. Rob looked at me, he goes, imagine DJ's up there and you got to jump up on that ledge. I swear to God, that was the first bar muscle up I got yeah. in my life. Like yeah, right like there, he just, just like said change, that one changing thing. Changing that yeah. mindset, like seeing what's important to you. Yeah, he said that yeah. one thing. And yesterday, you know, because I was doing it again, and he was like, I was struggling. You know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And he was like, come on, you got to get up on that ledge. So he knows how to trigger that crazy switch, so to speak. Mm. You know, that, you know, like. Well, it's just the, the trigger of like yeah. almost like the, the only thinking about what matters. Yes, like yeah. getting rid of as much as possible about what doesn't matter in your life. Like, cause we, like everyone's worried about like how many followers do I have, how many likes they get on this photo. How many, like, like does this person in the car who just tried to cut me up? Like, do they like me? Like this person doesn't even know you. Why does that even matter? Like maybe they just made a mistake. Maybe that person's suffering today. Yeah. Like did they, did an accident happen? No. Okay. Leave it. Move on. Like focus on what you got to focus on. Um, and sometimes that's just focusing on yourself. Um, and a lot of people like, focus on other people too much like their family yeah like so they're focusing on like what their kids are doing everything like that and actually sometimes you've got to look after yourself you more. Can do it. I'm, I, what have you done i don't know dude I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure i hit record i never hit record <laughs> you didn't hit record on the camera oh, yeah i didn't hit record on the camera but, um, <laughs> i saw the green light i'm sorry i cut you <laughs> off there but i mean uh a, a big thing that I, I learned early on was like you have to be able to you have to look after yourself before you can look after others yeah um, it's kind of like you see like these memes of like you have to be able to love yourself before you can love someone else blah 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 like I mean I think that's there's a lot of truth to that but you have to like look after look after yourself set yourself some hobbies like set yourself a healthy lifestyle so that you can be a good role model to others and you can actually then look after others as well and be the best person that you can be to that other person um, and so yeah I think like the importance of personal trainers and coaches in here I don't think all of them realize how important they are to their clients sometimes yeah. Like sometimes they turn up and they're just like on their phone and they're not giving them their full attention. And like, it's not that the client, if the client turns up and isn't giving you full attention, okay, cool. But that client is paying you it's for paying your time. you for and, your time. And trying it's to your, pay yeah. you, like yep. they're actively trying to pay you to help them concentrate. Yeah. Like whether That's they true. give, whether they point, give yeah. you their, their time or not, like it doesn't matter. Like ultimately they pay you. Yeah. And like they're paying you because they made a decision that they need some help. Yeah. And so like, I try to be, and I've been through it before because it's like I've had clients who are just like not listening, like they're walking off, they're on the phone, whatever, and you're like, the fuck, like I'm not going to be, not going to give you my time then. Like, actually, yeah. like they told me they wanted my time. And if that's the way that they're dealing with something at the moment, okay. But like as soon as they come back, like you need to be there helping them actually achieve something. Like yeah. helping them understand why they want to spend most of their time on the phone when they've actually paid someone else like to focus yep. on them. Yep. Um, and it takes maturity. It takes maturity, I think, from from the uh, trainer side. Like, it's not something new trainers I see. They have the mentality of, what the hell's up with this client? They, yeah. You know, they're doing this. But mature people like you and, you know, people that have dealt with coaching for a long time. Hell, I used to do this. As a coach, when I was younger, it would be like, what the hell? This kid's not even paying attention. They're not doing this. And now it's like, okay, well, they're dealing with something right now. It's my job for when they're back in it, like you said, to give them my full attention and get them back in it, get them geared back in, and motivated to work out. As, as a baseball coach, with kids especially, I think the most important thing was getting them motivated yeah, to want to play and get better. That was my number one job, was to get them motivated and spark something to make them want to be better. 
And when you can do that with kids and adults, it is a hell of a feeling. You know, so personal trainers that are listening to this, dude, get off your phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's, and it's not always a personal trainer's fault by any means. Sometimes they're ground down into submission, and actually, like, <laughs> and actually, actually, sometimes the personal trainer needs a personal trainer. Actually, it was a friend of mine, uh, Sean Stafford. Uh, he's like a well-known fitness model in the UK, like, um, like been on Men's Health cover model, like everything like this. And he was one of the first people that I heard actually say like that he has a personal trainer and a coach because he believes in the personal trainer and coach system. Like he doesn't think of himself as the the top or the best or whatever. Like he doesn't he like he doesn't need anyone else. He thinks of it as actually he knows what he gives to other people, so he knows that he can value he values that coming back to him. Yeah. And so by having someone who knows him, knows how he trains, knows what motivates him and can help him be the best he can be, then he can go and do the best on with other people as well. And this is a guy who's like, he started as a PT and he became a very, very good PT, a very well-known gym. He owns City Athletic in the middle of London. Like he has PTs working for him. He's like at the top of his game in central London. And he's saying that he has a coach. Yeah. So like for personal trainers like around the world who are kind of maybe not quite at that level, who kind of maybe think that they're, they're too good for a coach or anything like, Actually, that's a, another step because, like, you're just a person as well, and you can't always get things right. And that's sometimes true, it helps to have someone else just like check you, help point you in the right direction. And if we're if we're writing our own programs, we're doing the crap we like to do. Yeah, you know, like whereas your coach was the one, your coach is the one who's going to challenge you. And all of, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure all the best CrossFitters in the world have coaches. You know, like yeah. they, they all do, they all do. I think every athlete has their personal coaches and people that they go to for advice. Because you can't do it all yourself. And you got to where you got because you asked the right questions and you learned from the right people. And a lot of the time that coach can be like your friend. And it could yeah. be like you just coach each other. Yeah. And like, I mean, like I have a couple of training partners that like I know, like we coach each other, like we hold each other accountable to turning up. Like if we don't turn up, we'd say we don't want to turn up. Then we'll ask each other why. Is everything okay? Sometimes we'll cancel that training session. Just go for pancakes. Like, because actually, <laughs> like, actually that's more important. Yeah. And like kind of just figuring out like what's the direction we want to go in and like how do we do that together? And yeah. um, like what program are we doing today? Okay, like I don't really fancy doing it. Okay, like let's do it. Come on, let's let's get it done and we'll we'll get on with our day. Like we know we need to get this done. And so like actually sometimes it's just coaching and training with other people. Like, yeah. So yeah, man, I think it's it's super valuable and a lot of the time it's uh it's um not realized how valuable it is, especially in like the personal trainer world in Kuwait where it's very individual. Um, yeah, people I'm, on, I'm, on I'm sorry. Personal bit. trainers in Kuwait. I think you have you have two fields right now. You've got the guys that are at the boutique gyms. Okay, that it's a little bit easier for them in terms of you know what what they're making and all you know the easier hours. Then you got people that are at the franchise gyms, the big big box gyms. You know, I can't name any names that are working their asses off. And there's such a discrepancy. And I, I think when I look at some of these trainers that are at these little boutique gyms or the CrossFit gyms or whatever, and seeing how easy it is that they don't have to mop floors, you know, they don't have to do the stuff that you'd have to do in the UK or the US, right? I mean, let's be yeah, realistic. Yeah. Let's be realistic. I mean, I'm, I'm, try, I'm playing both sides yeah. of the fence here. And, you know, which is they've worked to that certain level. But, you know, it's like, dude, there's got to be this, 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 this common ground of, you know, when I see one of these trainers that's making top dollar and they're sitting there on their phone or they're sitting there, you know, just doing the wrong thing, you know, and you see it a lot. I'm sure you do. 
It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are people in these other gyms that are, you know, stuck in these crazy contracts that can't get out of it. To, they would die for your job. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. Like, there's got to be a gratefulness to it. I think there's a lot of trainers that have this chip on their shoulders that they're better. And I've always said it. I think trainers, <laughs> for the most part, trainers and coaches, you know, including myself in this box too, you know, like trainers and coaches sometimes have the bigger, the bigger egos, you know, yeah. and it takes a long time and maturity to get down to that humbleness. I think it comes from a lot of the time where, um, like those two sets of coaches, like they have, they some, sometimes might have different problems. Like, so for example, and I'm not saying this is like the be all and end all, but like, for example, some of the boutique coaches like might be judged more on their appearance. And actually, there's a pressure for them to appear a certain way rather than even know certain things. Like where that's a good point, yeah. Like, that's a good point. Same as where I never really thought of that. That's a yeah. really good point, dude. So like these guys might have great abs, but like they don't know how to train someone. But because they have great abs, they get into this boutique gym. But like, do they necessarily know what they're doing or know how to motivate a client? Maybe not. And so when they get to these gyms, like they they don't know necessarily. They're not as experienced with what they're doing as a job, but they look great, so they get loads of clients. Yeah. Um, how do these guys at franchise gyms try and make an effort to to get to these boutique gyms and get paid more, Like, which is the motivation for them? They have to learn more. And so like, they're motivated because they're going, okay, well, I want to get paid more, so I need to learn and learn and learn and learn. But these guys at the boutique gyms are like, well, like, I don't really know anything and I don't like learning. I, I so I, I've, I've got I've to keep training, 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 and I've got to focus on me Yeah, because that's where his money comes from. So I think like, there's different pressures for from both there's sides for other. sure. Like, um, but I mean, I think it's the same as anywhere. Like, I mean, if you go to, you can go to a bad school or not not as well known school and be like the A star student, or you can go to Harvard or whatever and be a bottom student. But actually, like, you still say you went to Harvard, and people are going to employ you because you went to Harvard. You went to Harvard. Like, actually you know point, and yeah, actually, like, it's a, it's opportunity and loads of other, other different things. Like where you're born. Like, unfortunately, in this region, like your race, like that kind of all, all kind of comes into account for it as well. Which I, th- I, um, I I hope we back out of here in Kuwait. Like the whole race factor. I think that's that's something in terms of pay scales. You know, I I, I work. You know, I've I've worked in HR, and it's it's it's. Ridiculous, but let's move on to recovery. Yeah, let's, 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 <laughs> let's, let's get into Yeah, let's move on to recovery. We were talking about recovery. I think, I think we went on one another tangent, dude. But that but was I, good. Like, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. <laughs> the though, trainers right? hate me now. Yeah. Train, no, it's, trainers I think, are going to hate my ass. <laughs> it's an interesting conversation because I think that you bring up like really valid points, like that a lot of people see like the the basic point and kind of go, "Hey, these guys look like they got it all sorted out, and these guys don't." Yeah, like actually, like there's always something else going on um and there's always like the the guys who are very good work ethic and appearance and realize what the clients need yeah. everything like that they're gonna rise to the top like doesn't matter what like where they're from like yeah. what, like where they were born anything like that like it doesn't matter they're always gonna rise to the top um and the guys who aren't are always gonna go to the bottom or they'll go to a different career or whatever it might be as, as um, my wife would say that's the patriarchy man what does that mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring up some philosophical yeah. shit. I had to no, change the game. You're getting all philosophical, man. No, it's, it's like, it's, but the people who are better, yeah. like, will always get, like, will always. They'll have the opportunity. Yeah, they'll always, yeah. like, the they opportunity the will, be, will, be, will be created for them. And, like, again, like, it doesn't matter where they're from or anything like that. It will always be created for them. So, as we said, it's like a maturity and an experience. And kind of people just need to realize, like, if they want to go ahead and do do more within that industry, then it's not about having six back abs, and it's not about 
knowing every study that has done in the last 10 years on creatine or anything like that. It's knowing a balance of all of those things, living a life that's healthy for you and living a life where you're able to help other people because that's the job that you've chosen yeah. to do. And ultimately, like if you're not doing that, then why are you doing that job? Um, if you're not passionate about it, then the people that you're helping that think you're helping them are not being helped. And so yeah. actually, like it would be better for you to just let them get on with their lives and go to a different trainer who actually wants to help them because they're investing their own time true. in trying to make themselves better. And if you're not doing like helping them do that when they're investing in you, then like why are you even there? And if your trainer's doing that, fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, all right, let's let's touch on some of the comments that we got on Instagram that we said right. we were going to hit on. Okay, um, I'm in the mood for it today. So all let's right, go. all let's right, go. sweet. Okay, all right. Yeah, look at you banging <laughs> on the table. Too. So we had um, our debate on steroids. Oh okay? yeah. Okay. All right. So you know, I'm just I'm I'm reading off some comments that we got in DMs and. We've been doing this on Instagram a lot where we're posting up the question. You guys can put in your comments and let us know your thoughts. And we're going to read them on here. You know, we got someone that said, it's sad, but it's in every sport. You know, it's there. Also, steroids aren't a mag- aren't magic. Those athletes still have to put in the work. That is true. And we talked about that in the, ste- the, yeah, the steroid did, yeah. episode. Uh, it's definitely a push and an advantage, but it's not as if they take and sit ba- take it and sit back and relax. Which is true. Yeah, so and this came, this came from probably an athlete, I'm assuming, just by the wording of it. It's true. You take steroids, you still have to put the work in. The only advantage you're getting is your recovery. Yeah. So, like, it's just the same as any, I would put it into the same box as anything else that you're doing for recovery. It's like, it's not like you can just go and do cryotherapy and, like, you sit back and relax. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not like you can go and have massage and physiotherapy and then you just sit back and relax. Like, Ultimately, all of these things help you recover quicker. And yeah. so you effectively, like for the most part, you're going to be doing more work. Like, so you, you recover quicker, you're going to get to 100% quicker. You're going to, you should be working at more, uh, higher intensity, more training sessions in like a given time frame, like a year. Yeah. So where your average, like your absolute Joe average might actually do 50 really good training sessions in a year. Like the likelihood is that you'd be prepared to be able to do maybe 100 or 125 really good training sessions in a year, something like that. Like, yeah. So the more good training sessions you're getting in, obviously the more progress you're going to make in the same time. Like that's, that's the kind of really basic element for me. And then someone else said, say you're in an exam and you're pulling all-nighters. And I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing here. You're, you're in an exam pulling in on only... <laughs> 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 I read this comment and I didn't quite understand it. So I'm looking forward to you to <laughs> yeah, like so. summarize it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Basically, you're studying all nighters for an exam. Your buddy over there gets the exam ahead of time, can cheat, gets all the answers, and you both go in, you both walk out with straight A's. Who worked harder? Obviously, you because your buddy had the exam. How did he get the exam move? He obviously paid the teacher off. We're in Kuwait, man. You could do that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but really, like, okay. So, if I was going to be super controversial, yeah, I'd be like, okay. So, the person who like studied for the exam worked harder, but who worked smarter? That's very true. I think the guy who, who bought the exam worked a lot smarter. By the way, the previous co- the previous <laughs> comment that we talked about. It's sad when you see the athletes and how people think it's a shortcut. That was Haya who gave us that. Okay, Hey shot Han. She was the one who posted that comment. It was a lot longer and everything, but I mean, it was a, it's a valid comment. The next comment, I have no idea who this is. Okay. <laughs> but the exam thing, I mean, look, dude, 
It's, yeah, I think it's a, it's a valid question. It's morals. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's morals. That's it. That's all it is. It's, it's morals, 100% it comes down, down to morals. To it. And morals are, are socially constructed, like, things. And so it just comes down to, really? like, a lot of the time is if your father and your brother and your mother doesn't really care, like, probably for you, you're going to be completely fine with it. Yeah. But if, you're, if you knew your mum would kick your ass, if she found out, you'd probably be like, oh, I don't think I yeah, should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what do you mean. mean? Like, yeah. it's the same as drugs, alcohol, like, whatever it might be, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, it'll be anything that your parents might look down yeah. on. You're going to think that it's the worst thing in the world. And so, like, ultimately, it comes down to morals. And as you said, like, if anyone was given the opportunity to, like, be given that exam a couple of days before, yeah. most people would probably say yes. Like most people, like I'm not saying that everyone would by any means, but like the, the likelihood is if people are, give, are given the opportunity to have a bit of a step up in life, then they should say yes. Like if yeah. they get an opportunity, like that's a fantastic thing. And actually you don't get many opportunities. And so like, you oh, should see, take it. Dude, I, I've, I've had that opportunity where it was, it was a math exam. I was in college. My buddy's like, oh, we got the exam, you know, whatever, whatever. And I was the idiot. To me, I was <laughs> no. To me, I was the idiot that didn't do it. Yeah, because they all did it, and my fear was, what if the teacher tra- changes the test up? Yeah, because we had a guy that was in the photocopy room. He could yeah, steal the exam yeah. when it was being photocopied. Yeah. he'd pass it around. Three guys would get it, oh, and man. to me, it was like, what if he switches up? But sure as hell, the teacher caught on. Yeah, a few weeks later, and then started switching it up. Yeah, there. and he switched like, it up, and everybody failed. I was gonna say, I, know, I, 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 I wouldn't want that unless it was like like a couple of days before. Like, but <laughs> no, dude. This we're talking the day of. We're talking the morning of. We yeah. get it. And I was just like, no, you know, like, what if he changes it? And morally, I just wasn't. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't feel too comfortable with it. Yeah, you know like, but I, mean? I guess I guess that's a good analogy because it's like risk versus reward. Yeah, because like, like you know by by accepting that like you're taking a big risk. Like it's a big reward if it pulls off, but also it's a big risk. Like something could go wrong. Like them changing the 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 exam or whatever it might be. And so like high risk, high reward. Versus your strategy, which was low risk, but, yeah. but you had to work. You knew that you were going to have to work harder. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, their risk uh, didn't pay off for them. Like they didn't, they failed. Yeah. Um. So, but like it's just kind of any, same with anything. It's like high risk, high reward. If you like, again, I think uh, the kind of argument that I put forward was actually like for elite sport. Like if you want, if you want to do your best to get, pardon me, excuse me, if you want to do your best to get to the top of elite sport. Like given the opportunities yeah. and ev- and the, your genetics and everything like that, the likelihood is is if it's like a power based strength sport, you're then gonna you're to probably going to have to do it. Or someone you're... is at least going to tell you that you probably have to do it. Yes, someone true. who's very experienced. Is and probably I, I mean, to... hey, in her comment, she you know she expressed that like, hey, yeah, it's not fair, but you know, there's some points where you're going to have to, and you're not going to get the results just by sitting on the couch. You still have to put in that work, yeah. which is true. And then we had. Spencer, <laughs> I love Spencer's comments. Okay. Oh, we said, we, Spencer said, I disagree. I doubt most people replying to this ever competed once in their lives. Competing professionally in something, is something that requires vigorous training and consistently breaking down your body on a daily basis. I think it should be legal and be personal choice, which I agree with. I, look, I agree with steroids to an extent. We all, it's our own body, right? And I said this, it's our own science experiment if we want to do it. At the same time, for guys like me, because, you know, I'm, I'm not on anything, nor will I be anytime soon. But when I go into a competition, I expect it to be an evil, even playing field. Yeah, I almost said evil, <laughs> but an even playing field, because I know I'm bringing a knife to a gunfight. You know what I mean? Like, 
if if I know everyone's not juicing, then that's great. Then you know that they don't have that physical advantage. You know what I mean? Like, say we put in the same work, same everything. If I were to do, if I were to do a course right now, seriously, Liam, if I were to do a course right now with my training and everything, and I cleaned up my eating a little bit, dude, I'd be, I'd be a lot better. I take my game up to a different level. Yeah, you know, but but that's I guess it's, I'm it's, not taking the risk. Which, which okay, so I'm not the, I'm not the, a the pro athlete. Yeah, so this is this is the thing. It comes down to the level at which you want to perform. Yeah, because that knife to a gunfight analogy. All depends on which fight you're going to. Like, if you're going, say, we use the Olympics. Like, the Olympics, <laughs> you're doing some roids. The, the Olympics, <laughs> the Olympics is, is a big cycles. fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the likelihood is, is it's not bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's bringing a, a small gun to a big gunfight. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so, like, um, the guys who are at the top, likelihood is, is they have like a whole team around them to help them, like, make sure that they're doing it as safely as possible and taking those risks as uh, with as little risk as possible, even though the risks are still high. Um, to get those huge rewards. Yeah. Like these guys, if they medal at like the Olympics, they're getting looked after by their country for the rest of their lives. Like, so their family is looked after. This is huge rewards time. Yeah. Okay. This is not like turning up to your local CrossFit competition and like maybe winning like a couple hundred bucks. Like yeah. this is, this is big time, like change your life and the rest of your, your, your kids' lives. Yeah. That's um, true. And that's and what so, someone, someone else said. If you want to be on the podium, you have to take it. It's true. But again, it depends which podium. Like, and it depends which what what your performance, like what you want. So, like, yes, people might take CrossFit, take them. CrossFit Games podium. You're telling me Fraser doesn't do juice? Come I'm, on, I'm, dude. I'm not saying Come anything. On. I'm not saying anything whether he does or Crossfitters, doesn't. Crossfitters, look like, at Crossfitters' bodies you got, in 2008, 2009, 2010 when CrossFit yeah, first started. Very, look very at their different. bodies. Also, and now look there at was, them. There was a difference. Okay, so my my opinion on CrossFit Games. <laughs> I think I said this before. You have, but um, like, you have. I think like. Realistically, like there's a d- big difference between the top half of the field at the CrossFit Games yes. and the bottom half of the field at the CrossFit Games. But dude, look at their bodies um, now. You have like, to, you have to take that into perspective. They look I, like I, I do think that, but then also like you look at the way that the volume of training that they were doing now compared to before, and the volume of recovery they were doing now from before. This is like the difference between like professional rugby and amateur rugby in in the 1980s. Like the That's, uh, yeah, rugby, yeah. rugby, like but, like mm. at the level, the like lower level. You do a wad, you go home and have a beer in the US. Yeah. Like, go in the UK, like, yeah, if it's Friday, no one turns up to a Saturday or Sunday wad. Like, everyone's chilling. Like, it's not important. Yeah. Okay? Like, so training during the week, yeah, they'll come in the evening. Like, like maybe after work, they won't eat, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Those guys still compete two or three competitions a year. Okay? Are they doing the best that they possibly could for their body? Probably not. Now, we've got the CrossFit Games, we've got sanctionals, everything like that. We've got professional athletes. Like, we have... Even semi-professional athletes, guys who are being paid by their gym, yep. like effectively just to work like a small amount of classes so that they have time to train. Like yeah. these guys are training two to three hours almost every day. And the, and the days they're not doing that and the times they're not doing that, they're recovering. Look, okay? you're, you're right. So, you're you're like, 100% right. So the, the, the volume of training and the, the way that these guys are doing their training and the, 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 the weights you, that they're doing you now. Can't, you can't say that some of these guys back in 2009, 10, and 11, and 12. I saw the big shift in body because right now, you know, the CrossFit Games, I think it's it's blown up and you see these people with shredded bodies, shredded everything. They look like they just, they should be on a magazine. Okay, so what about NFL athletes? What about basketballers? Dude, NFL athletes, have you ever seen one of them with their shirt off? Have you seen a lineman, dude? Yeah. Those guys, no, but they're not. They're, they're not like jacked. strongmen. 
Yeah, they, yeah, they're just big and fat, dude. They're huge. But they're a huge amount they're of muscle. Hu- yeah, and then when you look at a uh, a wide receiver, doesn't mean they're like skinny. Okay, but like doesn't mean that they're not they're not taking. Oh, any they're definitely are. They're definitely are. The, the so, NFL is a joke when it comes to steroids. So, but the difference between like, and if you don't take steroids in the NFL, you're gonna get killed. But but like if you like any sport, if you look at like the how they were before, <sighs> see I, how maybe, they were before. Maybe I'm to, biased, but baseball's cleaned <laughs> it up a lot. No, they have, dude. Their uh, drug testing, their drug testing okay, policy but, okay. has changed over the last ten years. Okay, so baseball. Like, I think baseball. UFC right now because UFC is pretty strong on their their uh, drug. They testing. are most strong. Yeah, because if if you if you do that, you know you're killing. But somebody. again, you could look at it like UFC body shapes and everything like that. Everything changes because now we have professional sport. Everyone's doing drugs. That's it. <laughs> like, no, but I'm saying like now we have professional sport. We can't base it just on how they look. Like another good example would be like okay, Tour de France. Like these guys are the testing plate for drugs. Oh, like yeah, everyone true, knows they are. Tri- like they're the, everyone knows they're the testing plate for drugs, <laughs> and they still only just get caught. Okay, yeah. and these guys aren't huge. Like by any means, they have to be as light as possible and as powerful as possible. Like uh-huh. these guys with their their tops off aren't jacked. Like not what we would think of as like gym boy jacked. Yeah. Okay. So like we can't take body shape as like a as an indicator of someone. Like obviously when someone is. You can usually tell. It's a trained eye, and actually sometimes people aren't, and like they're just, they're freaks. And now there's more opportunity for them to get into that Dude, into before that sport. You, could t- you could tell, I could tell before in a second. There's, now it's, it's... Yeah, there's more opportunity for, for freaks to get into more sport yeah. because like they're identified at an earlier age because there's more um, reason, for, incentive for them to be. I, so, I got to figure out what drugs I'm going to put my son on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I <laughs> but reading a couple more comments, just so just 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 so people get an idea of if they missed anything on the Instagram, there they go all out makes go all out makes sport for normal people and makes sport sports for Captain Americas. You know, basically that's what someone else said. It's just leveling out the playing field by taking roids. So I think the majority of people know that it exists and know that it's out there, and it's just it comes down to like more of a moral thing. Yes, I think it's a hundred percent morals. You know, and one guy, I love this comment right here, and I know him personally, and I like he says for some sports, steroids are essential. Uh, Olympic lifting and bodybuilding, that is a hundred percent right. You know, I would say eh, Olympic lifting, I don't know. Like I saw those guys in China. You know, like, I'm like I I would say bodybuilding. Yes, bodybuilding. But, but that's, that's the thing. Like, it depends on what stage you want <laughs> to step on. Someone else said ten out of ten recommend it. Fantastic. <laughs> I, know, I know who that was. Yeah. I know who that was. He knows who that was. I as know. Well. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> as a joke, but still funny. Yeah, no, that um, But yeah, it depends what stage you want to play on. Like, I know uh, bodybuilders I used to work with. He is lifetime natural. And this guy was so natural. Like, we went away on a business trip to the U.S. and he brought his steamer with him. Wow. Okay. So, like, that guy is not, that guy is like certified natural. But like, they the natural guys look completely different from like the performance enhanced guys. Right. Um, like to do bodybuilding, you don't have to be juiced up. Like, it yeah. just depends what stage you want to step on. If you want to step on the Olympia stage, then I mean, like it is, you're probably going to need to do something. But if you want to step on, like, say, like the BNBF, like which I know, like, is a little bit more stringent with their testing. Um, like actually it's going to be a different thing for you. So you, again, like if you, if you want to go to like the highest level of your sport, 
like probably someone at some point is going to tell you that you need to try something. Yep. But if you just want to like like do pretty well at like a local competition, like, come call, there's, come there's call one no of us. Means, come like, call me. You know what I mean? You want to do good at local? Come call me. Lift with me. It's better than steroids. Okay. <laughs> this is the day. Be- this is the, just so we know. This is the day before flare competition. Oh, and, man. Like before he goes around, like come call me. Come call me. Let's just find out how he does first. Oh, snap. <laughs> no, 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 like, like, dude, you've seen me. You've seen, no, but you've seen me at the gym. There's weights that I can't, I shouldn't be lifting. You know, like, there are some weights where I really struggle. But you know what? There's just that switch some people have. There's, it's work ethic, yeah, for sure. There's and that like, work ethic. Like, there's that's, that that's one That's the thing. fun thing, like, for sure. And it depends, like, again, it depends on your morals and where you want to play. Um but ultimately, you know that if you you got to pay to play, like so. But dude, you can always get stronger, not necessarily bigger or more defined. Like, dude, I never thought in my life I was gonna, you know, push jerk two hundred thirty-five pounds, mm. and it went up so easy. Hey, it was like you could go because I was there. That's yeah, what, I yeah. think no, but it was, dude. <laughs> no, the atmosphere, man. No, the atmosphere. Yeah. Being around, you know, there's there there was an old saying that someone said to me, or it was a quote or something. It was like, you know, if you surround yourself with, you know. You are the best of the five people you surround yourself yeah. with or something like yeah. that, right? I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. And if you surround yourself with people that are stronger than you, that are bigger than you, ultimately you are going to play up to their levels. Exactly. My best friend growing up, Dave Cole, all right, and I'm throwing a shout out to Big DC right here. He was my height, my size, everything, but he was just a freak athlete. I swear to God, he was just a freak athlete. Probably hit the furthest ball I've ever seen, hit it about 500 feet, and he was just naturally strong. and. I put $100 on him to play this kid that was D1 in basketball, and guess who won? Dave Cole came out the winner, and he's my height, and he went up against this kid that's D1, dude, and like he's like six feet tall. Dave schooled him. Yeah. But I always played with Dave Cole, so I wasn't as good as him. I tried to be, tried beating him at everything, and I couldn't, but I beat everybody else. Yeah. You know, so there, there was the difference there. So if you lift with people that are essentially stronger than you, you're going to catch up eventually. Same with anything. If you do anything with anyone stronger than you, better than you, it's why people, I would encourage people to like, if they're feeling rubbish in their jobs, like leave your job, go and work somewhere completely different. <laughs> like, because actually you're going to learn something. And if you're, if you're just sitting there stagnant and like feeling like rubbish every day, like that's because yeah. you're not being challenged. Support this podcast. Like, Let me quit my job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's, just, it's because you're not feeling challenged. And like, I felt it like very recently and actually just like, I realized, Hey, I'm not being challenged. This is why we put together like a little team of people to train on a Friday. Like it's just cause then I look forward to that Friday. That's like a, like a mini competition without having any competition or, or risk yeah. or anything like that. It's just fun. But it's always um, competitive when I'm there, man. Yeah, but like it's, it's like it's, <laughs> it's like nice always, because it's, yeah. it is competitive. Yeah. You but get then as soon as chase after, yeah, yeah, as soon as time's done, then it's like, hey, let's go get some food. Like it's it's no like kind of worrying about the day before sleep or anything like that. You yeah. just turn up, you have fun, yep. um, and yeah, just I think that's like to be honest, I found that that's really what life is about for me at the moment. Like it's just like keep learning every day keep doing something that challenges me every day because I know that's what makes me learn and that's what makes me have fun. Learn with like, life, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's, that's where it came from. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of all that's really important, I think, right now. Yeah. So Just one, yeah. one more thing before we uh, sign off. My boy Ekram coached him. He asked me a recovery question. I wanted to throw it at you, too. You know, he plays baseball, so a lot of throwing. Yeah. He said, what else can he do for his shoulder besides ice? And I said, Personally, there's, you know, go to the prehab, you know, do your prehab routine before the game and do your rehab stuff after the game. I always told kids take a couple laps around the field, jog for 10 minutes, keep that blood flow circulating after throwing, you know, 150 yeah. pitches or 
well, about 80 pitches at their level. For me, I said, personally, I use heat. Heat works best with my body. Heat and dry needling. That's how I recover. Usually it's through, through heat therapy. I'll take a really hot bath and I feel like a million bucks, mainly because it breaks down the CNS and it relaxes your body. How would you go about it? What advice can you offer people on recovery? Um, yeah, and I think like there's a whole load of different things that are out there, um, like massage, heat, sauna. ice, sauna, yeah, sauna yeah. steam room, everything. And actually, like a balance of all of them. But kind of the main thing would be like the really easy thing that you can do is heat and ice therapy or yeah. heat and cold therapy. The main reason it's super easy is because like most people have a shower. And you can just turn it from hot to cold. Unless you're and so, a queen, it's the summer, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, then man, you're going to yeah. turn it to hot Actually, to warm yeah, to, to Yeah, that's hot it, to true. Hot. <laughs> But then sometimes that warm is like oddly cold because it's that hot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. No, um, but yeah, if you can turn it your shower from, from hot to cold, you can literally step in the shower, like step straight in at cold. Yeah. Like, okay, like, yeah, you feel a little bit awake, but then a couple minutes, like relax into the coldness a little bit. You'll actually find you, you warm up like straight yeah. away. Just take a couple of breaths and then switch on to a little bit warmer, warm up a bit, move around. Okay. Like if you can, if you've got space, like a couple of stretches in the shower always really help as well. Um, and then back to cold again, back to hot. And you can do that as many times yeah. as you want, to be honest. Um, that, that will really help. It gets the blood flowing, helps, um, move along a lot of like the clotted particles and stuff like that that will build up around like areas of tension and stuff, especially if you've got shoulder injuries or it's kind of, um, you're throwing a lot of pitches, but, massage is always, always always huge and it doesn't have to be with a professional like masseuse like or a physiotherapist it can just be like someone just literally just massaging the muscles around your around your shoulder or around the problem area and the next day i would say definitely the next day don't just sit there doing nothing and idle work that that joint out like you know move your shoulder around get some yeah. good stretching and get that blood flowing because the more blood flow you have the more nutrients are getting to the muscle tissue that's torn and the quicker the recovery process is yeah. going to be I mean, personally, going off of what Liam's saying, I've always gone with heat. You know, that just works for my body. And everyone's different, you know, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it just depends on you and psychologically, too, what's going to make you feel better? Because psychologically, some people say, oh, no, ice makes me feel great. It could just be psychological. It's yeah. their, their placebo effect, so to speak, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's so many methods out there right now. I would just say... I, your approach of heat and ice, heat and ice, you know, hot, cold, hot, cold. I think that's a good approach. That's the easiest. It's like, the that's easiest. The, that's the yeah. most most accessible to everyone. Massage, I mean, like, massage, yeah. like you mentioned, like is a good one. Physio, too. like it can be expensive. So kind of like I mean, well, for, gee, this for a lot like of people, 16, so. yeah, like it can, it can be kind of expensive. But like I mean, if people have the the ability to go for, for regular physio, then that will help like huge amounts. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, like straight after any exercise, like a little bit of hot and cold stuff, no problem. If you've like got a gym that has got a cold plunge pool and a sauna or steam room, like you can do the same thing, just go in between those. And again, like I try and practice my breathing and stuff when I'm doing that as well. So like box breathing, just count to 10 on the way in or like just start at six, six on the way in, six on the way out. And then I'll do five of those breaths and then I'll go up to eight in, eight out, maybe 10 in, 10 out. And then maybe some holds. Like, so it could be eight in, four second hold, eight out four second hold stuff like that that will actually help calm you and what you want to do the idea of this therapy is to actually down regulate well, you your system do. what you could do well no like what you're like what what the idea of like this therapy is is to actually down regulate your system and relax your muscles as quickly as possible like yeah. after after doing training because when your muscles are relaxed then they actually recover until that point they're not recovering so 
relaxing as yeah. much as possible. But relaxing doesn't mean just sitting on your ass. That's true. Yeah, no, that's true. And so, eat right if you eat yeah. right. eating right. So far. we yeah. gotta wrap this episode up, dude. We hit an hour twenty on this. An hour twenty, damn man. I hope y'all listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, that is fun. That was real fun. Like there's a lot in this episode. There's a lot. We I could break it up into two. I think it's probably our best episode yet. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> we don't need any guests. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, look, guys, leave us a rating and review. Support the show. Go on to iTunes. Leave us an awesome review and let us know what you like on Instagram. DM us or whatever if you want us to bring up a certain topic. But more importantly, try and support the show a little bit. Go on to iTunes. Go down all the way down. Scroll down. Get to where you see all the five stars. Give us that rating. Give us a cool review. And we'll give you a mention on the show. And we'll definitely read your review on the show if it's really cool. If, if it's good. If it's good. If it's, if, no, it's, it's going to be good. I, I, if you're going to say something bad, DM me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> DM. If, you say, if you just want to say something bad about Marty, just DM me. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll throw it out at him and tell him who said it. And if you, if you leave a review, put the code word Maddie and Liam Workout. And then we'll we'll work out and we'll like we'll we'll All send right, it back yeah, maybe, maybe maybe we'll YouTube it and maybe we'll put it up on a, yeah. a YouTube channel. Maybe we'll, we'll try that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank All you very right. much, Thanks. guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at the Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.